Welcome back to Decom Cool and Collected. I'm Kelly. And I'm Elizabeth. Uh, this week, and by this week I mean literally today, like an hour ago, <laughs> uh, we watched Eddie's Million Dollar Cook-Off, uh, which I <laughs> believe is uh, became the basis for High School Musical. This movie walked, so High School Musical was Yeah, wrong. literally, like, this it's is the just... the exact same thing. Yeah, but I wanted to mention that this was the first decom that I remember, like, actively, like, seeing commercials for and then being like, I want to watch this when it comes out. So this is the first decom that I remember, like, purposely sitting and watching on purpose. So I was excited for this back when I was a child in July of 2003. We were... I was seven, six or seven... Uh, I don't remember when I watched this for the first time, but I've seen this movie many times. Yeah. <laughs> okay, um, so the main character literally did nothing. When I first saw him, I, for a second, I was like, is that Emmett from <laughs> Switched at Birth? Oh. <laughs> but I think he would have been a lot older. Um, we have Orlando Brown, who is Eddie from That's So Raven. He was also Sticky in The Proud Family. He was also Fillmore in Fillmore, which I didn't know. I just saw that when I was looking through. Fillmore was, yeah, it was just like a teen, not a teen show, a cartoon show, and it only had two seasons, but for some reason, I feel like it was always on when I was a kid, because I never really wanted to watch it. It was either on Disney or it was on Toon Disney. Oh. Uh, He was also in Max Keeble's Big Move. He played a bully. Not the main bully, a different bully. Uh, and then he had a couple, uh, just, like, one-off episodes, recurring roles in Phil of the Future, Lizzie McGuire, Sister, Sister, Family Matters, and Moesha. Um, this movie also has Riley McClendon, who is in The Fosters. I did not watch The Fosters. Yeah. He, there he was. I saw that his name was there. I didn't look up who the character was, but I had, I have no recollection of who he played. Uh, we'll also see him later in Buffalo Dreams. Uh, he too played a bully, but in Zoe 101, <laughs> and he was untouched by an angel. Uh, we have Mark L. Taylor, who we met in The Other Me, he was the dad in that, he's the dad in this. Uh, Ms. Rose McIver, who most recently starred in the TV show I, Zombie, which is apparently good, I've never seen it. Uh, she's also in the A Christmas Prince trilogy, which I also did not watch. <laughs> Um, she was in The Lovely Bones, which I just watched the other day. I do not recommend it. <laughs> and I know her from Johnny Capahala back on board. <laughs> yep. Um, and then we have Susan Brady, who was Xenon's mom in only the sequel, not in any of the other movies. <laughs> um, and then lastly, there is James Galen, who we'll see later in Wendy Wu. He was also in You Wish, but I don't remember who he was. And he was in Bridge to Terabithia. Um, one thing I would like to mention, so one of the main characters' name is Bridget, and I looked her up. She's only in this, but she looked so familiar to me, and I also meant to look her up just personally because she has an accent. Yeah, I think, well, Rose McIver is from New Zealand, Mm -hmm. so I feel like this girl is also probably from New Zealand, and she does a very, very bad job of hiding it. she did not do a good job of hiding it. Uh, It's like, like, she has, like, her accent's, like, weirdly, like, country sometimes, Yeah, and then it's just, like not American. <laughs> well, and, like, the thing is, with people with accents, whenever they're good at hiding it, like, Saoirse Ronan is very good at hiding her accent, but if I watch interviews of her, and then I watch Lady Bird, Lady Bird after it, I feel like there's times where I can, like, hear her accent sometimes. I feel that way whenever I watch a Nicole Kidman movie. <laughs> like, sometimes her American accent, I'm just like, that's not good, Nicole. How are you an Oscar winner? <laughs> 
Is she an Oscar winner? I don't remember. I don't know. But some other things I would like to add. So Mark L. Taylor is the dad in this movie. He is in Seventh Heaven. In one episode, he plays Kevin Hinkle. I don't know who that is. Probably someone from the church that Reverend Camden helps. But he's also in High School Musical 2. Yeah, that's what I know. He plays the, the manager of Sharpay's Country Club. Country Club. <laughs> and then I also made a note, uh, Renee... G, I don't know how to say her name. It's J I, sorry. Um, she was Kimberly in this movie. She was only in a couple things, but I had to make note of this. She was in there was this VHS thing. It was called Kids Songs, very silly songs. And it's literally just like a bunch of kids singing songs for an hour, but I <laughs> my family friend, it was like my godmother. She had a VHS in her van and that was like one of the only VHSs she just was like she had watched? in there all the time. Yeah. So whenever she would drive me or, no, she wasn't. No. But <laughs> whenever she I, would, that's what I used to. The definition of wealth is having a TV in your minivan. Whenever my parents bought it, bought a mini, minivan, the the one they like drove around had one and so I thought that, that we were going to have like a VHS player in our car. No, they didn't do that cuz they weren't going to pay extra for that, but I did not realize that. But yeah, anyway, back to what I was saying. Kids songs, very silly songs. And so I watched this as a kid, and I feel like I was the only one who did, but it had all these songs, like all the classic ones. Like there's like the name song, Finnegan Begin Again, Down by the Bay. But then there's also this one about like, I'm going to mail myself to you. There were some weird ones on there. Yeah, I don't know what this is. But <laughs> she was in it. She's just one of the kids who like sings the songs, but I loved it did as a child. Did you recognize her? I did not, but no. then I saw, I saw the title of it, and I was like, I know what that is. <laughs> so I had to make note of that. All right, so let's get started. Uh, we open up on um, a baseball field. Uh, everyone's setting up the concession stands opening. They're marking the white lines along the bases. Uh, the team, the groundhogs, are warming up, but as we see them warm up, we learn that they are very bad. Two kids call the ball but still run into each other, which it happens. <laughs> They still run into each other, but then they start fighting on the field. A girl trips over her shoelaces. Uh, the catcher, whose name is Frankie, chases the shortstop because he said he threw the ball too hard. <laughs> That's definitely... I did not chase them, but I've definitely been accused of throwing the ball too hard. Um, a kid hits the ball into the concession stand, and then it bounces all over everything. Like, sodas are exploding, jars are breaking... And the concession man says, I told you to never open when the groundhogs are warming up. Um, and this is where I learned that Marley Matlin was an executive producer of this movie. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> I saw that in the credits, and I looked up, and I was like, is it, like, the same Marley Matlin? Yeah. I can't imagine there's many. Yeah. But yeah, Marley Matlin was an executive producer. <laughs> Good for her. Um, so we learned, it's the beginning of the baseball season. Um, everyone on this team sucks, except for Eddie. He's the first baseman, and he can do it all. Yeah, so the coaches are talking. There's, like, Dad, who is the main coach, and then it's his Eddie's assistant dad. coach. And they're just talking about how, like, they're disappointed about their bad team. But like you said, at least they have Eddie. Eddie catches this rogue ball that, like, almost hits all of them. And then he, like, gets the whole team together and rallies them up because Eddie can do everything. I guess. Eddie... Is only the first baseman, and anytime he like a play is made, everyone's like, "Good job, Eddie!" And I'm like, "All Eddie did was catch the ball. Yeah, he did so not stop the ball. He did not throw the ball at the first base. He just stood there and caught. Not like any shade against first baseman, <laughs> but like <laughs> they all treat Eddie like he's the star out. Like like he's a very good hitter, but they also treat him like he's the star. Um, he's uh, the glue. He's holding too. the team yeah. together. Basically, anyway, I so was third base. <laughs> I was outfield because I was bad, and no one hit to outfield. <laughs> so he rallies the team together, and 
dad is saying that, oh, this is a building year for us, even though they've lost most of the games last season, but they're like, they're confident that this will be a better year for them. So then we see this girl show up. Her name is Hannah, and she shows up in a cheer uniform. She's like, sorry, I'm late. My mom thinks that I'm trying out for cheer because she was a cheerleader, and she thinks that I should be too. And so then, oh. It's established very quickly that Hannah is not a girly girl. Like yeah, so there's a couple girls on the team, which they never, like, address. I guess this is a co-ed league. Yeah. Because there's kids on the other team who go to the same school. Yeah. So I'm guessing this is just, like, a co-ed recreational, like, anyone who wants to join can sign up. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so the game starts, uh, the coach is yelling at everyone because everyone's bad. Yeah, he's telling everyone they're doing everything wrong. Yeah, Eddie is just, like, on first base, and he's like, oh, he's close to the plate, that means it's gonna be a line drive. Well, he's, like, announcing the game while he's yeah. on the field. <laughs> Uh, and he gets the first out, but they end up losing 10 to 3, and everyone's angry. Um, Eddie decides to cheer up his friends, Frankie and DB, with Eddie Dogs. And they're like, oh, I love Eddie Dogs. So Eddie Dogs are just hot dogs that they get from the concession stand, then Eddie just throws every topping available on top. Well, okay, this is an iconic scene, though, because he's, like, making the dogs, and he's, like, throwing all the stuff up into the air, and it's, like, landing on the hot dogs. But what he put on these hot dogs is ketchup, mustard, sauerkraut, onions, tomatoes, pickles, jalapeno, and horseradish, and all of them just, like, dig in happily. Uh, whenever he was- I know that I'm a picky eater, but, like, <laughs> absolutely not. No, thank you. You don't like hot dogs. I don't like hot dogs anymore, but as a kid I did. But also, like, all of that, that is a mm. lot. Uh, whenever he was, like, putting the things on, he's like, okay, like, some horseradish, and then he says, jalapenos to make us men. What does that mean? Because men like spicy things. Women can't handle spice. Women, small. I can't handle spice, but that's not because I'm a woman. It's because I'm very, very white. Well, yeah. <laughs> they're just trying to be- I don't, yeah, They're I just adding understand. to the toxic masculinity of this film. That's says, a common theme. This is 14-year-old, and he's like, jalapenos to make us men? I'm like, what's that? do like lower your voice when <laughs> I don't understand yeah but they dig into their hot dogs and they are enjoying them and this other team comes up to them and then makes fun of them because they're bad they okay well the guy just goes like hey groundhogs you guys suck and then the the team behind him they all just go losers losers <laughs> while just like staring at them it's so weird yeah. uh db tries to like smack talk back but they just walk away and db's like oh i really want to beat them and eddie's like yeah, this year, we're gonna be the Eagles. We can do it, guys. Yeah. <laughs> you may don't know the highs and lows of high school football. <laughs> Basically. But then we cut to Dad and the other coach, and they're talking. The other coach says that a college scout is coming to see the Eagles practice tomorrow. And Dad's like, well, why are they going to see the Eagles practice? Eddie is the best person in this league, because, of course, his son is the best person in this league. This league where everyone just signs up to play. It's no like and they're 14 but college scouts are coming anyway (laughs) and so the the other guy's like well yeah but the eagles are the best team and And the groundhogs are bad yeah uh yeah so then we cut back to eddie's house eddie frankie and db run in and they start to fight with eddie's older brothers who are like full-grown adults (laughs) yeah i mean i guess maybe at most they're like seniors in high school they're very old they're big (laughs) uh they start fighting with the older brothers for the remote because they want to watch the baseball game um dad like pulls eddie aside for a second and he's like it's okay if you want to play for a better team yeah he was like if you don't want to be a groundhog anymore and eddie's like well why would i do that like i love the groundhogs this is these are my friends (laughs) and eddie's just like 
no, bye, bye dad. <laughs> yeah, well, d- dad's like, Eddie, you're not able to reach your full potential, and there's a lot, lot at stake, and I think that you should really step up your game. But mom is watching dad say this to Eddie, and she looks disappointed, and then she tells Eddie's brothers to stop fighting with DB because he's a guest. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like on top of him. Yeah, and so then mom asks dad why he puts so much pressure on Eddie, because it's just a game, but Eddie's like, it's not just a game. Uh, but he takes the remote and turns uh, the he's cooking like, tr- TV. Yeah, he's like trying to find the channel. And then he just like happens to stumble on Bobby Flay. I, Bobby Flay is a cast member oh, of this yeah. movie too. I did not mention He's a chef, if you don't know. <laughs> That's it. I hate Bobby Flay. I have a personal <laughs> vendetta against Bobby Flay. He has a fucking show called Beat Bobby Flay, where he's just like, I want other people to beat me. Like, you think you're so good have that you you're going to have a it? show called Beat Bobby Flay. Yes, I've watched it he before. He loses a lot. I know. But why... <laughs> Why do you have to have a show called Beat Bobby Flay? I don't know. I just think he's a little pretentious. Um, yeah, so Dad is, like, telling Mom, like, oh, like, baseball is Eddie's future, as Eddie is just, like, mesmerized by Bobby Flay cracking some eggs. Yeah, and Dad's like, you know, he could get a scholarship, he could play pro ball, there's all these options. And Mom's like, have you ever asked Eddie if he wants to play pro ball? Like, have you ever asked him if this is what he wants to do with his future? And Dad's like, I think I know Eddie. And he's like, right, Eddie? And Eddie's still just, like, watching Bobby Flay, like, dice an onion and do all this stuff, mesmerize. And Eddie's just like, yeah, sure, whatever. But his friends run into the house, uh, and then... This is when mom, uh, who was, like, preparing food this whole time, accidentally cuts her finger. Mm -hmm. Uh, so so mom, dad, and the older brothers go to the hospital. It's not a big deal. Mom just needs a few stitches, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, Eddie and his friends are about to put these groceries away that they had brought home. Um, but as he's about to put these wings in the fridge, he says, Hey, friends, why don't we cook the chicken with everything that we bought? With the with that my parents bought with the groceries instead of putting it away. Let's instead of cook it. yeah, so they end up have, there's this cooking montage with. Well, Eddie. his friends are at first like, no, why would we do that? And Eddie's yeah. like, let's just do it. Yeah, so yeah, there's a cooking montage of Eddie, Frankie, and DB. They're like frying chicken in Fruit Loops, and they make this like mashed potato volcano with. It's like a fruit gravy. It's really yeah, weird. Yeah, it's really weird. But anyway, the family comes home. They're like, oh, like, we got pizza. And Eddie's like, but wait, look what we made. And the family's just kind of like, um, no. But then we immediately cut to they, everyone has eaten the whole thing. They're like fighting over the last piece. No one ate the pizza that they bought. Yeah. Um, and so they're like, oh, my mom is like, you guys did such a good job on this. And uh, Frankie and DB are like, well, this was all Eddie. Like, we can't really take credit for it. And so Dad's like, oh, we should start calling him Chef Eddie. But his brothers are like, we should call him Eddie Crocker. <laughs> they all start making fun of him and call him a girl. Yeah. And I, I don't understand how cooking is, like, inherently feminine. Okay, I looked this up. Um, 77% of, like, head chefs in restaurants and hotels are men. Well, it is yeah. a male-dominated industry. It's gl- the glass ceiling, because they don't want women to succeed. But, like, in the home, the woman should be the one who cooks people think, yeah, apparently. Like, I feel like if my 14-year-old cooked a delicious dinner, I'd be so happy. Like, hey, I don't have to cook anymore. Well, and also, like, whenever you're, like, thinking about, like, a boyfriend or something, like, a boyfriend who could cook you a meal versus a boyfriend who can't even make, like, ramen. Okay, listen. I can't cook for shit, okay? <laughs> I can bake things, but you can't have desserts for every meal, unfortunately. <laughs> so when it comes to cooking, I have the utmost respect for people who just, like, cook meals, and then if they don't like it, they cook it. It takes so long 
and there's it never tastes good when I make it. <laughs> and then you just like start again with everything, and then you have to wait like three more hours. I props to all of you. I just I don't understand why cooking is considered like a not manly thing in quotes. But I just I, said toxic what, masculinity. Yeah, that's what this whole movie is centered around, and it's so frustrating. It's so hard to like pull myself out, like. It's like they're making a point here. Like, well, I get, it, like it was two thousand three as 2003, well. Two thousand three, and like I get like kind of like where they're coming from. We're talking about like just like a home ec class. Like normally, like boys wouldn't take that. I assume I don't really know. I did not go to a high school <laughs> with boys. Yeah, but mom tells them to stop because Eddie is obviously getting annoyed that they're all making fun of him. But then one of his brothers puts a napkin over his head and says, "I'm Edwina, the daughter you've always wanted." Because and then everyone I like to laughs. Cook things. Yeah, everyone laughs again, and then Eddie just leaves because he's upset. And Dad's like, "We're just teasing. Like, no one thinks you'll trade in your baseball mitt for an oven mitt." Ha 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 ha. So that's not fucking teasing. That is bullying and emotional abuse. So well, fuck off. Yeah, and again, this Eddie's is another annoyed. another movie where we have an emotionally stunted father oh my god the dad in this movie is the fucking worst so then we cut to school the next day eddie's talking to his friends about what elective they're gonna take and eddie's like my brother said that we should take computer science because you basically just get to play on the computer and it's an easy a i don't know what kind of computer science yeah. is happening in 2003 <laughs> but that does not seem like an easy class Apparently, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so they, Eddie, like, he and his friends briefly, like, walk past the home ec kitchen, because I guess this is, a, this is a school in California where half the campus is outdoors, mm-hmm. and Eddie just, like, looks in and is mesmerized, like, he's like watching Like, classical Bobby music plays, yeah. too, with, like, <laughs> a- angelic music, and, uh, and Eddie's friends are, like, walking ahead, and they're like, Eddie, like, what are you doing? He's like, I never really noticed that room before. So then they walk into school, and elective registration, which is just a bunch of clipboards on a bulletin board, is just absolute chaos. Yeah. Uh, Eddie makes his way to the front of the crowd, and he sees the home ec sheet and the computer sign-up sheet. And he's, like, panicking, doesn't know what to do. Like, obviously, he really wants to take home ec, but he's like, oh, but, like, I told my friends to take computer science, and they'll make fun of me. So Eddie ends up, like, dropping all the clipboards from the bulletin board. Again, it's such a huge mess. He grabs the home ec board, he covers the title where it says home ec, and reaches out to his friends, and he says, sign, 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 like, it's computer science. So they sign, and uh, they end up all signing up. Eddie ends up tricking them all into signing up for home ec. Um, DB and Frankie are obviously very angry, and Eddie is still playing it off as a mistake. Yeah, he's like, I'm sorry, I just grabbed the wrong clipboard, blah, 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 whatever, as they're, like, in the home ec room yeah, the for their first, first class. And they're like, no one can know that we're in this class. Uh, but then Hannah shows up from the baseball team, and she's she says, uh, I took field hockey as an elective, and if I take it again, I think my mom's gonna explode, so I signed up for home ec. Um, and then all three of them turn around and make fun of this girl who brought her own custom cooking utensils to class. Again, why is cooking lame? Why is cooking not cool? <laughs> I don't know. Cooking is cool. You get to yeah. make something. So DB <laughs> says, someone should have signed up for Get a Life 101. And all four of them <laughs> laugh. And I wrote down this whole thing. Her name is Bridget. And she, like, cooking is her life. She tells them off. She says, Get a Life? That's really hilarious. Look, you little sprite. <laughs> He's very short. Every quarter, there's a group of stupid boys who get stuck in here because they were too stupid to sign up for computers or whatever and start acting all stupid. But I swear, if you don't sit down and shut up, I'm going to Julienne you up one side and back down the other. Am I making myself clear? (laughs) Uh, And then the teacher says, Bridget, please stop scaring the new students and me. 
so the teacher, I did not know for most of this movie that her name was Miss Hadley. Yeah, Mrs. H is what I kept referring to her I as. I called her teacher. <laughs> Mrs. Hadley uh, starts class by handing out these brochures for the million dollar cook-off in which uh, students submit an original recipe, and if they're chosen, they're selected for the finals. And if they win that, they win a scholarship scholarship to a culinary institute. It's a million dollars in, like, different culinary scholarships that they win. Yeah, so the cook-off is open to everyone, eighth grade and above. And like you said, to enter, they have to have an original recipe. And so Eddie looks intrigued, but he doesn't ask for a form because his friends are right there and he can't do that. Bridget, on the other hand, immediately grabs one. But she's the only one who takes one. So then for the first day, they decide that they're going to bake cookies because it's something easy. (laughs) She says, turn to page 74, anatomy of a cookie. (laughs) Yeah, and so they're like, oh, baking cookies? This should be a breeze. But then we cut to them extinguishing the cookies that were apparently on fire because Uh, (laughs) they didn't know what to do. Frankie thought that raising the temperature would cook them faster which like if I was 14 I'd probably have that same mindset (laughs) I still do sometimes (laughs) yeah and so we look over and Bridget's cookies look amazing but she does not share them with anyone because they were dicks to her and I don't blame her yeah I don't blame Bridget for most of this movie yeah they're so mean to (laughs) her the entire time for no reason this girl just wants to cook she has a hobby like (laughs) she doesn't like say like baseball is stupid you're so lame yeah it's so (laughs) dumb so then whenever everyone is leaving eddie's like oh i forgot my backpack so he goes back in but he picks up a flyer for the cook-off but hannah watches him do this she doesn't say anything but she she hasn't left class yet but Mm -hmm. eddie didn't realize uh so at home late at night when everyone's asleep eddie sneaks down to the kitchen to begin working on his original recipe for the cook-off Uh, He starts baking, but he cannot crack an egg with one hand. Uh, And then we go through this cooking montage. He's trying all these creations, but keeps spitting them out because they're disgusting. Uh, So then he ends up making a peanut butter and jelly sandwich to clean his palate. And then he gets an idea for a peanut butter and jelly smoothie. So he makes the smoothie... And he starts the blender, but I guess he He didn't put the lid on. He just started the blender without the lid on. So it gets everywhere, obviously. But as it's, like, everywhere, it's, like, tasty. Uh, As this happens, his brother comes down. And so he turns off the light because he doesn't want to get caught. His brother, like, picks up the glass that the... Yeah, he picks up the glass that the uh, smoothie is in. And he takes a drink and he just, like, takes it back up to his room with him. He... Well, the smoothie had fallen over the peanut butter and jelly sandwich that he had made. But there were also, like, M&Ms on this sandwich too for some reason i don't know where this came from yeah like, oh this is good and then he just like takes it back upstairs yeah and so after that happens like eddie tastes it and he's like oh this is good and the dog is covered it's a whole mess but apparently he cleans it up in time and it's fine yeah this kid gets no sleep but he exactly. sleep is not a problem in this movie <laughs> yeah uh so after uh the baseball game the next day i guess uh dad tells eddie that he seems distracted because he messed up a few times Okay. Yeah. Uh, Dad yells at him for not taking baseball seriously. And And he's like, you're the leader of this team and baseball needs to be your priority and stop playing around with your food like a little girl. That's a direct quote because he has a hot dog because he made a hot dog after his baseball game. Yeah. Eddie like tries to convince him that baseball is is his priority and Dad just kind of like brushes it off and they get in the car and Dad's just like, so how was school? Did you sign up for computer science like your brother said? And Eddie's like... Yeah. Well, yeah, because um, he doesn't want to start a fight. His dad just called yeah. him a little girl. And then dad reassures him. He's like, you know, you can tell me anything if something's bothering you. Obviously fucking not, well, dad. yeah, dad tries to, like, apologize and be like, oh, I'm sorry if I'm being harsh. Like, I can stop being your coach and start being your dad. But, like, no. No, you really can't. <laughs> 
Yeah. Uh, so in home at class, um, Miss, Mrs. Hadley explains the difference between yeast, baking soda, and baking powder. Everyone in the class is obviously bored except for Eddie and Bridget, who are actively taking notes. Mm-hmm. Um, and the- then she tells everyone to go over to their stations because they're going to start baking. So Eddie goes over to Bridget to ask her about her recipe for the cook-off. And he's like, what do you think about using peanut butter as a primary ingredient? And Bridget's like, yeah, why not? Bridget's being, like, really nice, too. Yeah. She's like, starts, like, having this conversation. She's like, oh, yeah, like, peanut butter is, like, a good ingredient, you know, if you want to do this and this. And then, like, uh, he, like, starts to ask her more questions. But then DB comes over and he's like, what the fuck are you doing talking to Bridget? Yeah, and then he's like, oh, do you have a crush? But then he's like, no, I don't have a crush. And Bridget's like, we were talking about the cook-off. Like, what's wrong? Yeah. And then uh, D.B.'s just like, why are you here again? And and then Eddie grabs batter and just puts it in D.B.'s hair. Yeah. <laughs> so Mrs. Hadley tries to stop this, like, food fight from happening, but it's too late. Everyone is, like, going off. Yeah, okay, so this food fight starts. Has anyone ever been in a food fight? If you have been in a food fight, please... Please message us on I know, Instagram. I know that we say this all the time, but for real, if you have been in a food pipe, please let us know. I want to know if it's real at all. Do they happen? How do they happen? And how do how they much? not get stopped immediately? Also, like, whenever you see food fights on TV, there's so much food to spare. Like, you don't have that much food. I mean, I mean there's class. a lot of kids, I guess, but... Yes. This is an exception. I mean, they are, like, all baking something, so that does make sense that there'd be a lot of food, like, in this classroom. Yeah, but also, like, how did, like, none of them get immediately, like, suspended? I don't know. Apparently food fights happen frequently because... I will say, um, when I was in first grade, <laughs> I... Did we tell this story before? I did, because this is my favorite story about Elizabeth. I'm sure we've told this story before, but for those of you who missed it, um, one time in first grade, some boys started throwing green beans at us from the other table... It was just, like, one toss of green beans, so I took my zebra cake and I, like, smushed it into this kid's arm. But it ended at that. They, like, <laughs> I don't even think they, like, told on me. <laughs> but, like, the, the our, like, teacher in the cafeteria at the time, I think it was just, like, someone's mom, so, like, they didn't care. But and either way, it stopped at that. It didn't go, we weren't, like, everyone had food and we were, like, throwing food. Well, yeah, and, like, I guess that there's only one teacher, so I guess that could happen. But, like, if my teacher, like, yelled at me to, like, fucking stop, you can bet that I would have stopped, like... I, I don't understand how they all kept we going. We also had really bad anxiety in school, <laughs> so maybe that's why we never maybe. had a food fight. But as this food fight happens, it looks so fun. I would have killed to do this as a child. Yes. And so they're all, like, throwing this food. Classical music is playing again. It's very, very nice. Miss <laughs> Hadley says no more boys allowed in home ec, which is also mm, sexist. That's problematic, Ms. Yeah. Uh, but then we just cut to everyone is cleaning the home ec room as the principal leaves. And they so all have detention on Saturday. For Ooh. a month. That's gonna no, teach them. they have a month of Saturday detentions, which they never address, because when do they play their baseball that's games? What, yeah, that's what I thought, too. I was like, do they ever get in trouble? Yeah, but they're cleaning up, and Eddie's like, it was totally worth it. And then all of him and his friends start reminiscing on all the food fights they've had. They've had so many food fights! Hollywood has given me an unrealistic expectation. (laughs) Yeah, but they're just like, this was the best one of all. And so... And this is when Frankie notices this purple mixture that, like, formed in one of the bowls during the food fight. Uh, They all come over and look at it, and Frankie ends up tasting it, Mm -hmm. and he's like, oh, this is actually really good. So they all taste it, and they're like, oh, yeah, this is really good. It tastes like barbecue sauce. Um, And Eddie immediately is like, what was in it? Oh, we we have to think back. Okay, like, we threw this, and there was this, and they all look at him like he's weird. Yeah, and they're like, just calm down. It's just purple sauce. And then he's like, oh, yeah, okay. But at home, Eddie is trying to make this, and... 
he still didn't put the lid on the blender. You think he would have learned, but no, he made an entire mess. But as he tastes tastes this mess, he got the right combination. He's yeah. made the purple sauce. He was able to recreate it. So the next day at his baseball game, he's just like eating the sauce out of a jar. I don't know why he brought it with him. Why did he do that? I don't know. Um, so he's up on deck. So he, like, goes and he leaves it in his book bag. But as that's happening, this kid who, like, saw Eddie taste it, takes it out of his bag and then takes a giant handful of sauce and just, like, shoves it in his mouth. And so... Uh, Yeah, Dad sees this and he's like, what are you doing? Yeah. And DB and Frankie notice and they're like, is that the sauce from yesterday? Did you make it, like, disgusted at Eddie? Oh, yeah. Did you make that sauce? Yeah. And so then Hannah covers for him and she's like, no, my mom made this. It's from some magazine. And so Dad's like, put it away. So Hannah, like, takes it and puts it away. Eddie goes up to to bat and he hits a home run and they win before that dad is like it's all up to you eddie like you're the one yeah you are the only good person he hits a home run and they win but this was also after um eddie heard the teammate say that's the best sauce he's ever tasted Mm -hmm. so clearly um eddie's personal life relates to how he plays in his baseball game okay and then they we cut back to eddie's house apparently after every game the entire team is invited over for like barbecue and food yeah so everyone is there and they're all just like talking yeah dad tells hannah like oh you're really one of the guys um and then he goes and talks to the other coach and he's like you know we have a good shot at beating the eagles like oh i would love to beat that coach for all his tough talk do you know what he does for a living He's a nurse. And then he starts laughing. I also, again, I don't understand why a male being a nurse is, like, funny. Because it's, Um, like, a traditionally female role. Is that it? Like, they have to fucking do so much. Being a nurse is, like, the most attractive profession that a male can have. (laughs) I, I think male nurses are so cute. I don't understand. Why is he shitting on male nurses? Like, fuck off. Anyway, this, uh, this player, like, kind of, like, turns around as dad says this and then, like, turns back around so there's something going on there mm-hmm. uh um, and then the party's just over we cut back to school eddie has this package in his locker and so he's walking over to bridget and miss hadley or yeah who are yeah, talking who are about to go into the home ec class yeah and eddie asks if her cook-off recipe is done and bridget's like nanya and miss hadley is just like oh well we're making sure it's perfect now and she's like cooking is a science and everything must be precise yeah, if she, not you'll immediately get disqualified she has this whole recipe with like all the ingredients measured out like how recipes normally go yeah so eddie realizes that he did not like record his recipe or like any sort of measurements so he immediately runs home and goes into the kitchen he says okay i have an hour before other pe- like anyone else gets home to figure out this recipe mm-hmm. but as he says this mom has come back early uh with groceries yeah he, because he said like oh we're out of sugar because he's been yeah. cooking every <laughs> night yeah so mom's obviously like all this food is missing yeah and so uh, mom is like, oh, is this about the million dollar cook-off? I see the flyer right there. And Eddie immediately gets defensive. He's like, no, no it's, it's not. nothing. Like, it's, I don't care. That's just cooking. a stupid girl thing. And then <laughs> and mom's just like, so you like to cook? Who fucking cares, yeah. Eddie? <laughs> she's supportive, obviously. And she's like, why is it so important to you, like, that you win this or whatever? Because he's, like, freaking out about not being able to win. And Eddie kind of says, like, oh, maybe if I win, then, like, cooking won't matter to me anymore. And Mom's like, if you care about cooking, then you do. Like, yeah, she's like, stop making excuses to, like, not like it. Like, who cares? Yeah, Eddie feels shamed. And then Mom's just like, hey, like, I'll help you work on this. And Eddie's like, you cannot tell Dad or my brothers. And Mom's like, well, I don't want to lie to Dad. Like, like, he'll understand, but then, like, two seconds later, she's like, no, he won't, okay. 
Bitch, if <laughs> I thought that about my husband, I would divorce. <laughs> yeah, if you think that your husband wouldn't accept your child for wanting to cook, of all the things, <laughs> I I don't understand. Like, uh, I guess I get that this is a children's movie, and I get that the point that they're trying to well, make. Well, yeah, and they have to, like, heighten everything for kids to, like, get yes. the point. Like, whenever I watched this as a kid, like, it wasn't, like, so ridiculous yeah, to me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's really annoying. So mom helps him, and they end up sending off the package together. So they have it all done. He sent in his entry. Yeah, so we get, like, this little montage. Eddie mails his sauce uh, in home after making jello, and they... They put jello they put on, on Bridget's, Bridget's seat. seat. So she sits in it. Again, Bridget. what has Bridget done to them? She's done nothing to them. She just nothing. likes to cook. I mean, she could tell them off, but they deserved it. Yeah. Um, Hannah arrives at, at the baseball game in her cheerleading uniform. Yeah, she's um, got it down to, like, an art of, like, changing out, getting to the baseball fields yeah. and all that. Eddie is, like, frantically checking the mail at home, and the groundhogs are on a winning streak. Yeah, so Eddie's basically just doing it all. Like, he's doing home ec, he's excited about the thing, he's doing baseball fine. Uh, and then we cut to home ec class, and Miss Hadley says that she has a big announcement. Oh, well, wait, before that, uh, Frankie says something about... A play that's like called like a king and king, and then he looks at Hannah and he's like, "Oh, I think. Oh, maybe it's called a king and queen. Like if Hannah's in the play, something like that." And as Bridget's walking by, she says, "You should have stuck with king and king." Like making this like snide comment toward Hannah, which like as much as I support Bridget, Bridget, women support women. Come well, on, Hannah has also done some not great things. Yeah, to I Bridget mean Hannah too. has also like yeah, she's not done many things. Well, like, she was like, "I smashed an egg in her hair." Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, but mm, anyway. So yeah, the teacher uh, reveals she received a call from the cook-off, and she reveals that both Eddie and Bridget made the finals. Yeah, so everyone just goes around to Eddie, and at first they're, like, super supportive. They're like, oh, that's so cool. And his friends are like, oh, that's weird, but they don't say anything yet. And Bridget's like, I made it too. But again, everyone is, like, happy for Eddie. But then after class, whenever they leave, Eddie is, like, apologizing to his friends. Yeah, DB is like, do you like Homek or not? And Eddie's like... Yes, I like home ec. And he's like, why does it matter? I still like baseball. And then DB's like, it's just weird. Like, yeah. how can you like cooking and baseball? Eddie tries to play it off as a joke. Like, it was that weird barbecue sauce. Like, I sent it in as a joke. Isn't it funny? And for, it's mostly DB. Frankie's kind of like standing there the yeah. whole time. He's not like adding on to DB, but, but he's, he's also, also not, not defending coping. Eddie. Yeah. yeah. Um, so. Yeah, they're just like, oh, haha, it was funny. And then Frankie's like, you know what? Who, what's going to be funny? Your dad's face when he finds out. So Eddie immediately rushes home. Mm -hmm. um, his brothers start making fun of him because uh, the, the the teacher called home to congratulate the family. Yeah, and so he tries to grab the mail from them, hoping that they haven't read it yet. But they end up ripping it. And dad comes down and like tells his brothers to go away. And so Eddie's like super mad, and he's trying to talk to dad for once, and he's just like, they ruined the certificate, and like, it's illegal for them to read my mail, and dad's like, oh, they didn't read it, like, we got a call. And so dad is upset with Eddie that he lied. Yeah, dad's like, I'm angry that you lied and snuck around behind my back to cook! Well, <laughs> he's trying to say, like, oh, it's mostly about the the lying, but, like, he still is like, oh, it's cooking. And then lying Eddie's like... Lying about cooking. Yeah, and Eddie is trying to downplay this. He's like, you know, it won't interfere with school or sports. It'll be okay. And as this is happening, Mom gets home, and she sees how tense it is. And so Eddie's yeah, she's like... she's excited that Eddie made it into the finals. Yeah, well, he explains what happened, and Dad looks disappointed that Mom knew. And so Dad's like, well, why did you tell Mom and not me? And again, Eddie apologizes, and he said that he was afraid because Dad is like oh, well, I guess you don't need me then. Bye. He does that shitty boy thing that's like, I guess I'm the worst person ever. Yeah. 
Yeah, mom's mom like turns to dad, and, he, and she was like, he had a right to be scared, not to tell you. Yeah. And then dad's like, you think you can handle it? More power to you. And Eddie says, handle what? So then we cut to, at school, all the kids are just laughing at Eddie anytime they see him. Yeah, but even in home act before, they were, like, congratulating him. It doesn't make sense, but yeah. yeah they're but laughing nonstop. And then he sits alone at lunch. Even Frankie wouldn't sit with him. I don't get that. Where are his friends? Yeah, the PA is, like, congratulating Bridget and Eddie. Bridget, Bridget is angry that she's not getting, like, any attention for this. It's all on Eddie. Yeah. Uh, they also announced that he's, like, the only boy in, the, in his age bracket in the competition. Um... Yeah, literally, like, anytime Eddie walks anywhere, the school just stands there and laughs at him. Yeah. Um, Eddie is uh, at his locker, uh, which is next to Hannah's. Hannah's just trying to be like, hey, like, maybe just, like, lay low for a minute. Well, and she's like, hey, like, I'm proud of you. Like, these people are just dumb jerks. It's fine. Yeah, she's like, maybe lay low. But that's when Miss Hadley yells from across campus, Eddie! We need to work on your cook-off training! And then everyone starts laughing at him again. Yeah, so Eddie goes into the kitchen with them, but he doesn't want to do it. And he's like, why do I have to do this? Blah, 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 blah. Like, I got into the competition, but Miss Hadley goes off on him. She starts she saying all of him. these culinary uh, all these culinary terms, and he's like, she's like, do you know how to do this? Do you know how to do this? Like, do you know how to do this? Do you this? know how to saute? Flambe. Uh, flambe. Uh, I don't know. Fold in the cheese. <laughs> <laughs> I'm folding. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Eddie tries to crack an egg with one hand, but he can't do it. Bridget can do it effortlessly. Well, and he saw Bobby Flay do that. This is like a yeah. big theme throughout the movie for some reason. He just has to crack an egg with one hand. Yeah. Um, yes. So, yeah. And the teacher is like, so, like, whenever I was in this competition 30 years ago, uh, they, like, all remember me, and I need to keep up my reputation, I need to show the cooking world that I'm still here, yeah. so we are going to practice, 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 because this point in the competition, whenever you are, like, in this, like, live cooking competition, they, um, inspect, like, all of your skills and make sure you're doing everything right, because there's, like, a process to everything. Yeah, uh, and so, so she says that for the next month, they are going to eat, sleep, breathe, home economics. And then DB comes in as this is happening with his ball and glove, and he's like, Eddie, are you coming? But Eddie's like, no, I have to stay here. And so DB is just like, whatever, and he leaves. Uh, yeah, so there's a montage of cooking training and secretly watching Bobby Flay at night and Eddie messing up at the baseball game, meaning his foot was off first base. Yeah, <laughs> and they lost the game, and everyone's like, Eddie, oh my god. This is the their only second loss this season, where they just talked about how bad of a team they are. Also, like, y'all suck. You can't only blame it on Eddie. <laughs> it doesn't make sense, but they're like, well, I think it'll be okay as long as we keep winning, besides this. Yeah, so DB, like, turns around and starts calling Eddie weird for wanting to cook instead of playing baseball. Yeah. Um, and he's like, it's just weird. Like, what if I liked dolls? And Frankie's like... But you did like dolls. You brought your sister's Barbie into kindergarten show and tell like five times. Yeah. And DB's like, that's different. Yeah. But it's not. And he just walks away. Yeah. So yeah, like I said again, uh, Frankie is like, he's not mean, but he's also not helping that as much as he could. Yeah. <laughs> like he did, And he also a, could just be friends with Eddie outside of DB. Like, I don't know why DB yeah. is like in the middle of this all. Yeah. So then we cut to um, cooking training. Eddie is cooking a souffle. He burnt it. No, he didn't burn it. He It was very, very nice, but as he nice. takes it out, he realizes that he's late to the game. So he's running to the field, and the team is mad because they're down by five, 
Uh, but Eddie gets there and he's like, it's okay. Like, I'm back in the game now. I'm sorry that I was late. And then dad calls somebody else to bat. And dad, and Eddie's like, why are you doing that? Like, we already have two outs. Like, we I need to help. And dad's like, you missed three innings. You're out of this game. And so Eddie, Eddie's like, well, can I be the exception? Because I guess this is like dad's personal rule, not like the field's rule. And dad's just like, no. So Eddie has to like sit there and watch the game and they lose. And then DB tells Frankie that if Oh, yeah, they lose and everyone's mad at Eddie. Then the next day at school, DB is telling Frankie, they're talking and Eddie's like walking behind them. But he's like, yeah, if we just win one more game, then we still get to play the Eagles for the championship. And so this guy from the Eagles goes to their school and he starts making fun of them because Eddie can cook. Again, I put question marks. I don't understand why. That's a problem. Yeah, so then DB turns around. He's like, Eddie, what will you do on the 15th? And Eddie's like, what are you talking about? And DB's like, if we make it to the playoffs, that's when we play the Eagles. But that's also the day of your cook-off. And Eddie's like, this is a hypothetical situation. Can you calm your tits for a second? Yeah. Uh, And so Eddie and DB start another food fight in the cafeteria. (laughs) Yeah, DB gets mad, throws food on him, and then another food fight breaks out. Frankie tries to, like, break them up for a minute, but then he just, like, starts getting into the food fight. Well, yeah, but then uh, as they're fighting, they're, like, wrestling each other, and Eddie's saying that DB is just mad because he couldn't win a baseball game if his life depended on it. And so then they're like, you're not being a good teammate, blah, blah, blah. And then Eddie's like, well, fine, then I quit the team. Yeah, so then afterwards, because I guess Eddie and DB are the ones who started this food fight, they are the only ones who has to clean, which I don't agree with that. Everyone (laughs) participated. Well, yeah, they're the only ones getting punished for it, too. Like, they have to go to detention again. Apparently, we never see it. But, yeah, yeah, and so they're very hostile, and they're just, like, in silence. Yeah, um, Eddie goes to cook-off training with Mrs. Hadley and Bridget. And and he's annoyed there, too. Yeah, immediately he just snaps at Bridget, and he says he, they're, um, (laughs) sorry, (laughs) I couldn't find my words there. Oh. Um, Mrs. Hadley starts, uh, describing how to julienne and, like, chop carrots, and Eddie just gets so mad. He's like, this is a waste of time, like, no matter how you cook carrots, or cut up carrots, there's still gonna be carrots, and he starts complaining, he's like, I'm mad, well, (laughs) Mrs. Hadley was like, Eddie, would you like to continue? Like, she's being very calm, which is very supportive, Yeah. and Eddie's just like, I have no friends, my dad can't look at me, my brothers won't stop making fun of me, everyone in the school is bullying me. And, and then he just blames it on the vegetables. Yeah, and Mrs. Hadley's like, like, I know this is hard, but I know you love to cook, and that's, like, stronger than all this. And Eddie's like, no, I'm going to go back to where I belong. And then he leaves. Yeah, and so then, so after Eddie leaves, Bridget turns to Miss Hadley, and she's like, is that why everyone makes fun of me? Because I like to cook. And then Miss Hadley says, no, there's a lot of other reasons. <laughs> and they just leave it at that. That's my favorite quote. <laughs> that's what I had starred. Yeah, so then we go back to the game. At the game, Dad is telling the team that they beat the other team and that they're in the playoffs. So Dad's giving them the lowdown about the other team, and they're like, well, they have this one guy, but he throws like a girl. And so finally, Kimberly steps up, and she's like, yes. why are you always saying that? And he's like, what? What do you mean? And she, she's like, why are you saying she th- he throws like a girl? Yes, okay, she says, I throw like a girl because I am a girl, and so does Hannah, but she's good at it. She says... Why is it a compliment when you say I run like a boy, but an insult when you say I run like a girl? Can't I just be a good runner or a bad runner? Yeah, and so DB interjects and he's like, well, you are a bad runner. And she says, I know, but it's not because I'm a girl. It's because I'm uncoordinated and clumsy. And so dad basically ignores that and he's just like, okay, if no one else has anything to say. Well, and then she says the third baseman can't throw, period. 
Mm-hmm. That's what she ended it with. Yeah, and so then Dad is like, if no one else has anything to say. But then another kid steps up. His name is Oliver. And he's like, yeah, I do have something to say. My dad's a nurse. And dad and the coach is just like, okay, like, what about it? And he's like, you're making fun of the Eagles coach the Eagles coach because he's a nurse. Like, my dad's like a nurse. He saves lives. How is that a bad thing? Yeah, this other kid says, "Why my dad's a florist. And Hannah speaks up and she says, why do I have to be one of the guys? Can't I just be a part of the team? Yeah, and as all of this is happening, like, dad says nothing to any of them, but Eddie shows but up. But the other coach is just, like, standing in the background, like, <laughs> they better fucking tell him because he's not gonna listen to me. Yeah. That's, like, the vibe that we get, that, like, the coach has, like, known this all along, but. <laughs> yeah, and so Eddie shows up, and then immediately DB's like, why are you here? And Eddie's like, I'm here to play. He's like, this is where I'm supposed to be, right, dad? Yeah, and so he's like, I'm here to play, we need to win. And then everyone immediately forgives Eddie, and they all chant and cheer, uh, uh, the coach tells dad, he's like, my old man was a hairdresser, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so there's this, like, baseball game montage, the groundhogs win, and everybody cheers for Eddie for catching the ball at third base, not uh, at first base, not the person who made the play and threw it to him, but for Eddie! <laughs> yeah, so everyone is- No offense to first base, <laughs> just Eddie. <laughs> Everyone's eating pizza after the game at mom and dad's house, and is like, Oh, like, I'm so glad that you're at the game. It was really good. Mom answers the door because somebody rings it, and it's Mrs. Hadley. And so, apparently, they just clear out everyone who's at the house, and they all leave. And then Mrs. Hadley sits down with Mom, Dad, I and I always Eddie. thought they were all just in the backyard because they were only in the living room. I don't know. It's, it's like, dark now. They, <laughs> they don't explain it. But, yeah. So, they're sitting there, and Mrs. Hadley is saying that Eddie needs to be at the cook-off tomorrow. And Eddie's like, I can't because we're in the playoffs. And Dad's like, he's not going to let his team down. And then Mrs. Hadley's like, oh, well, he can let himself down. Like, oh, read him. Yeah. And uh, so, Eddie's like, hey, you know, ba- oh, wait. Yeah, Eddie says, like, oh, like, it's fine. You have Bridget. And mm-hmm. Mrs. Hadley's like... Bridget does not have the passion and raw natural talent like you do. Like, I see it. And, um, yeah, Eddie's just kind of like, I can't. Like, I have baseball playoffs tomorrow. I can't do it. Yeah. So before leaving, Mrs. Hadley tells Eddie, she's like, well, just promise me one thing. Don't make your final decision until tomorrow. Just sleep on it. And Eddie agrees, but Dad says, if I know my son, don't count on it. And Mrs. Hadley says, I'm sure no one knows him better than you. And she walks she away. She just came in, bringing the shots, and fired them. Yeah, so then that night again, Eddie's in the kitchen, and he decides that he just has to cook something to clear his mind. Yeah, so he makes a lasagna. He makes homemade lasagna. Like, he makes his own noodles and everything. <laughs> and so after he takes it out, which, okay, first of all, it takes him the entire night, because as he takes it out and starts eating it, it is morning. So he did not <laughs> sleep at all. <laughs> Yeah, so he's not okay. As he's eating this, Dad's like coming down the stairs and sees him in the cu- kitchen with a fully baked lasagna. Yeah, and Eddie's like looking at the torn certificate and he looks so sad. But then, uh, he then he looks at the picture of the team on the fridge and he just feels conflicted. Yeah, so it's the next day. Um, Eddie decides to check out the cook-off before the big game. So but he's, he's walking, in his baseball uniform. Yeah, he's walking through the lobby in his uniform. There's like all these chefs on display, like for everyone to see. Bobby Flay is talking to a yeah, camera about the, co- the cook-off. Uh, he walks onto the competition floor where Bridget is freaking out and he sees his own station with his name on it. Bobby Flay greets him and Eddie's like, "Oh, you know, I'm not staying." And, uh, before Bobby Flay walks away, Eddie's like, hey, how do you crack an egg with one hand? (laughs) Yeah, Bobby Flay's like, if you stick around, I'll teach you. Yeah, so Eddie leaves and shows up at the game. Dad turns to him and he's like, you made the right decision. Um, and the groundhogs start off strong. 
the catcher makes fun of Eddie, which causes him to uh, get a home run, and the groundhogs are up by three. Mm-hmm. Over in the dugout, Frankie has this little portable TV where he's watching the cook-off as Eddie goes up to bat. Yeah, and so Bobby Flay is explaining the rules, and the rules are basically chopped. Like, they have certain yeah. ingredients that they have to include. They have a timer, yeah, like lemon and chocolate. And, and yeah, that's yeah. it. And so, like, as Eddie is, like, going up to bat, he's hearing this, and he's hearing Bobby Flay be like, oh, like, we're missing one player. And Eddie ends up striking out while looking on every pitch, which is really embarrassing. <laughs> um, the game is now tied 3-3. Three to three. Eddie makes another mistake. He has his foot off the bag when the ball is thrown to him, and the Eagles take the lead. So he's obviously distracted, and so DB is like, you need to get your head in the game or else we're going to lose. Yeah, Dad's yelling at Eddie too, and all the teammates agree that Eddie isn't doing very good. Well, and DB tells Frankie to turn off the TV because it's not helping, and Frankie's like, hey, like, you're the one who made Eddie choose between cooking and having friends. Right. (laughs) And DB is like, okay, well, he's not there, so what's the point in having it on? We need him to beat the Eagles. And then Eddie, er, Frankie again just, like, kind of sticks up for him, and he's like, he may not be on the TV, but, like, he's supposed to be. Yeah, and he turns to DB, and he's like, he, well, DB's like, well, Eddie's here, isn't he? And Frankie's like, well, why are you here? And DB says, because I love baseball. And Hannah speaks up, and she says, kind of like how Eddie loves cooking. Yeah. Um, so Oliver, the other teammate, says, they're like, but we can't win without Eddie. And still, Eddie is, like, about to bat. He's, like, still, like, grabbing his bat and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, D.B. makes a decision. He goes up to Eddie, and he, like, starts being mean to him. He's like, you know, Eddie, you don't always have to save us. We can do it on our own. Yeah, he's just trying to get him to leave without yeah. seeming, like, nice, I guess. Yeah, I get that. <laughs> yeah. And so, D.B.'s like, you know what? Just go. Go to your cook-off. We yeah. can do it without you. And, and then, the like, whole team just starts yelling at him and, like, like throwing their gloves here, Eddie. at him. Well, like, he gets it. He yeah. gets it. And so Eddie's, like, about to leave, and Dad's like, what are you doing? And then Eddie's like, I have to go. And he just and, leaves. Yeah, and Dad's like, but, like, you need to, like, bring in these runs. And then Kimberly comes up, takes the bat. She says, she's not the only one who can bring in runs. Mm-hmm. So she hits the ball, and she brings in, like, two runs to tie the game. Uh, Mom offers to drive Eddie... Yeah, as dad uh, stays to coach. So, back at home, Eddie's brother turns uh, the cook-off on TV to see Eddie arrive halfway through. Uh, Eddie is confident that he can do it, even though he lost all this time. And so then we, like, cut back and forth a lot between the game and the cook-off. There's a lot of parallels. So the Eagles are in the lead 6-4, and then 6-5. Eddie is cooking, trying to get everything together. He's in his baseball uniform, while everyone else is in their chef uniform. Yeah, Eddie Uh, burnt his pie, but he has a solution, and everyone is stressed for Eddie, and then the team is down by two. They're all watching him on the TV, like, as the game is still going on. Yeah, DB strikes out. Um, Everyone's watching Eddie in the dugout, and there's no one, like, going up to bat because they're all watching him. Yeah, and um, so Frankie, Hannah is about to. Yeah, Frankie is like, you know, Eddie needs help. Everyone else has help, but he's not there. So yeah, so then Dad calls Hannah up to bat, but then she sees her mom showed up. Yeah, so she like quickly puts on her cheer uniform and pretends like she's cheerleading. And the whole time the umpire is like, hey, you guys need to send out a batter, <laughs> which just takes like five minutes. And so Yeah, then, the game is waiting for Hannah as she's like talking to her mom and finally tells her mom, t- mom the truth. And mom is like... She, well, she originally came here. She's like, oh, you forgot your pom-poms. And then mm-hmm. Hannah's like, I'm not a cheerleader. And then mom pulls out her batting glove. She's like, do you need this? And Hannah's like, you know. And mom's like, I don't care what you do as long as you love it. Yeah, and she's like, I'm sorry that I made you feel like you, like, had to hide this from me. So Hannah finally goes up to bat after the umpire's, like, final warning, because you can't just do that. Yeah, the team cheers her on, and so does mom. And dad is noticing Hannah's mom cheer her on. So dad 
instead of just, like, leaving the game, he decides to go and start yelling at the umpire and kicks dirt on his feet so he can get kicked out of the game. I don't know why he can just leave. I guess he didn't want to leave, leave, let the team down. I don't know. I think they would understand. I don't. I, he's trying to keep his, like, cool man status. Anyway. Yeah, so he gets thrown out of the game, and uh, Eddie's brothers are still watching TV, and this is when they see Dad run out onto the floor. Yeah, and so Dad just immediately starts helping, which they don't ever explain that, like, oh, you can have someone just to help someone you run cook. out onto the floor. Yeah, yeah, so Dad just runs out, and so he, like, washes his hands, and he's and like, Dad's like, what can I do? I'm here to help, like, if this is so important to you, like, I, I want you to succeed, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, so then so, we have this, like, line of, like, parallel shots yeah, where, okay. like, okay. it's very nice. <laughs> yes, so Eddie is, like, preparing his plates as the Groundhogs make it to the ninth inning. DB is up to bat. It's the bottom of the ninth, and there's two minutes left in the cookoff. The catcher starts, like, talking smack at DB, and he stops paying attention. He's, like, turning he's, around. He's literally facing the catcher, which I feel like if I was the umpire, I would be like, don't pitch while he's not facing you. It doesn't. I don't, there's no rules against that. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I think as long as he's, like, there, like, up at the plate. Yeah, I don't um, know. Yeah, so the pitcher pitches two strikes because DB's not paying attention. Well, and one of the times DB is trying to talk to the umpire when he pitches the second one. Yeah, so I feel maybe, like that would not yeah, have maybe that's not. Anyway, DB's got two strikes. Mm-hmm. Um, Eddie's brothers arrive at the cookoff and they start chanting for Eddie and the whole crowd does. Yeah, um, and so as he's, like, bringing up his plate because he has to get it there on time and the time is running out, the dad takes yeah. this lemon stuff that he 15, had to include. 15 seconds left. Dad yeah. takes out the stuff. But it didn't set properly, so they're like, what are we going to do? We have to include lemon, blah, 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 blah. So dad, so Eddie points to the lemons and he's like, dad, throw me a lemon. Yeah, so, so dad picks up a lemon. He throws it to Eddie right as the pitcher is throwing the last ball to DB. Um, Eddie takes the lemon and starts zesting it on the plate really, really fast with, like, five seconds left. Eddie mm-hmm. makes it just in time, and this is revealed that D.B. hits the ball two feet in front of the plate. It's still in play. Yeah. Um, and, and they all so, just, like, stand there for a second, and then they're like, run! Yeah, so as D.B. runs to first, Frankie slides home into the catcher, causing him to drop the ball. Which also I don't think you can do, but he was, like, blocking the line, so I guess maybe you can. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. knocked the catcher over. I don't know about, like, 14, like, I know this happens in major, I've seen it yeah. happen in major league baseball, but I don't know about 14-year-old baseball. <laughs> yeah, like, you can't block the line, but he did knock him over entirely, because then Kimberly comes running home, and he is still, yeah. like, on the ground. Yeah, and so now it's tied as the judges are like trying the food like things are coming down to the wire um and as this happens db gets caught in a pickle between home and third he's the winning run and as db is like trying to decide like go back to third go home we see db in his face he makes a decision he starts running toward home as bobby flay announces that bridget has won the cook-off mm-hmm. and once bridget wins the cook-off db slides in between the legs of the catcher to make it home safe and win the game Yeah, and so we see, like, we cut back between, like, the team is all celebrating, they're all excited, like, they did it, and then we see Eddie is, like, kind of crying, and he's upset. I love that. I love that they showed Eddie crying. Yeah, okay, and that was one of the things that I wanted to say. I'm glad that Eddie didn't win, because as much as we love a happy ending and everything, like, like, Bridget has a much higher skill level. Well, and also, like, he doesn't have to win to love cooking. Like, the whole point is that he doesn't need to do that. And that's, like, Dad is like, hey, I'm sorry that this happened, and Eddie's like, it's okay, like, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Again, we cut back to the team, they're all celebrating. Like, they oh my won God. Eight, uh, nine to eight as Bridget is accepting this award from Bobby Flay. Yeah, and so uh, yeah, they the team like rushes into the cookoff with their trophy to like see if Eddie won. Dad is trying to cheer up Eddie on the competition floor. Like he said, he said it's not about winning; it's about doing something that he loves and he's really good with it. Yeah, 
And, and dad said, is now okay with his son having multiple hobbies. Well, yeah, and he said, win or lose, I'm always on your team. And okay. I'm like, where was that earlier in the movie? So yeah. they hug, and then the team comes in, and then uh, they're like, oh, we're sorry that you lost. And Eddie apologizes to them. He's like, I'm sorry, did I let you guys down? But they show him the trophy, and they're, they're like, all we like, won. we won. Yeah, Frankie goes over to yell at Bobby Flay. Yeah. <laughs> He's <laughs> like, listen, you know, Eddie, Eddie is amazing, and he is good. Why didn't he win? And Bobby's like, I think he did win because he's surrounded by people that he loves. Yeah. And so okay. they're like, let's go celebrate. And Eddie's with like, Eddie with dogs. Eddie dogs. And so then again, Bridget's like, hey, I'm the one who won. Can I come? And then Eddie's like, yeah, you can come. <laughs> and that's literally the end. And that's the end of the movie. One of the things I wanted to say is that they make this whole cracking an egg with one hand thing. Oh, we forgot to mention that. So whenever dad helps, he cracks oh, yeah. an egg with one hand. And Eddie's like, you know how to do that? And dad's like, am I doing it right? So yeah, because like every time thing. Eddie tries to crack an egg with one hand, he it like breaks and then, like, some of the yolk gets off the well, side. Well, the shell, like, gets into the bowl, yeah. too. And so, anyway, he asked Bobby Flay to teach him. And Bobby Flay didn't even fucking teach him how to break an egg with one hand. <laughs> he stuck around, Bobby. Keep your promises. Yeah. So, yeah, that was the end of the movie. <laughs> I feel like this went really fast. It well, was. a lot of it was just baseball and cooking montages. Yeah, I mean, I feel it was like an it was hour a, and a half movie, but. Yeah, it was a pretty fast-paced movie, though. And I'm so disappointed because as a kid, like, like we said, it's very obvious to, like, an adult that, like, they right. are being extremely, like, misogynistic <laughs> and stuff. But, like, as a kid, you just, like, hear that. And that's stuff that I did hear growing up. Like, I had older brothers, and they're like, you run like a girl or whatever. Yeah. And so, like, as an adult, the fire that it, <laughs> ugh, it made me very angry. So it was harder for me to, like, like it as much as I did yeah, when I was, was younger. Yeah, it was so hard to, like, I, I get what they're doing. I get that this is meant for children. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But as an adult, it's so Well, and the other thing like, is that, like, Dad never apologizes. He doesn't right. learn his lesson. He doesn't, like, do anything. Like, he apologizes like, to Eddie, but okay. he's never, like, Yeah, hey. he never apologizes to the other kids. Yeah, he never says, like, sorry for making fun of your dad for saving people's lives. Sorry for saying that girls are bad at sports when you're carrying the yeah, team. Yeah, that's something that Dad says throughout the movie. Like, oh, like, you're throwing like a girl. You're playing like a girl. Like, fuck off. Yeah, okay, also... I, let's have a talk about this, because <laughs> the hatred that people have for girls, it's insane. Like, I was just thinking the other day, like, I was talking to, I don't know who it was, but I was talking about Taylor Swift, and I felt the need to, like, defend myself for liking Taylor Swift, and it's because, back in the day, like, everyone was like, oh, liking Taylor Swift is, like, girly, like, only teenage girls do that, and so that was, like, lame. Like, why is something that teenage girls like to do lame just because teenage girls like to do it? Uh, yeah, like, I'm not gonna lie, like, I used to have, like, not, like, this as intense of a mentality, but, like, I definitely used to have this mentality, because that's, like, as a society, it's the way we well, were Well, yeah, taught. and and even as girls, like, you're taught, like, you shouldn't be so girly, and you sh- can't like the things that all yeah. the other girls think. I thought, I used to think that I was better than other girls for not liking the things that yeah. most liked, because, like, I don't like coffee. Well, yeah, that's, like, intern- I was, like, Oh, that means I'm better. It's internalized because that's, like, what we grew up thinking. And it's so fucking stupid. Yeah. Oh, my God. It just makes me so mad. So, I wanted to bring that up because, like, uh, was this commercial a few years ago? I believe it was a commercial for tampons, which, like, is great. The one about, the, like, run like a girl. Yeah. Yeah. Where, like, they like they told, like, little girls and adults, like, throw like a girl. So, all the adults are, like, Ew, and they're, like, doing it early week. But then, like, all the little girls are, like, throwing like they would normally throw. And it's... Ugh. Y'all. <laughs> yeah. Also, like, don't be like, oh, I'm not like most girls. No. Most girls by Haley Steinfelds. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I want to be like most girls. Yeah. You do want to be like most girls. Girls are great. Yeah. So, yeah, most basically. <laughs> anyway, just like, don't be a dick. Don't and, be like, a dick. 
don't make fun listen, of girls for listen, liking things. Yeah, listen to Harry Styles. Whenever they were like, oh, like, you're... Girl, your fan base is teenage girls. He's like, teenage girls are fucking great. Yeah, and people, not in like a creepy way. <laughs> people also talk about how like the Beatles would not be the Beatles. Yeah, weren't for teenage girls. Like every man who's like, oh, the Beatles are the best rock band ever. Like you wouldn't have that without teenage girls, bitch. They were a teeny bopper boy band in the early sixties. <laughs> uh, so that's what I had to say about that. <laughs> really brought up a lot for me. If you do not call yourself a fem- feminist, I do not understand why. There is no reason. You're an idiot. There's no reason. Ugh. So. Yeah, um, <laughs> you can't tell. Kelly and I are both girls. <laughs> our entire lives we've experienced a lot of misogyny and sexism. As most girls do. But we would also like to say that the intersections of women, like, Women we are color. white. Yeah. <laughs> women of color, women with disabilities, we know trans it's a women. lot harder. Yes. Yeah. And so, like, we're only speaking from our own experience. As white women, what is important <laughs> to me, at least, is intersectionality. That's what, like, people talk about, like, well, what is fourth wave feminism even about? Like, intersectionality, bitch. Right. So. And no, we don't have as good as we can have it. There is still a lot. A long way to go. <laughs> and just, like, people throughout the world need feminism. People who say that there's no need for feminism now because women can vote. Ah. Uh, uh, not everywhere. Uh, and just another thing to tie into this while we're talking about women. It's fine. You know, it's fine. The people we who have wanted this to conversation leave, like once a week. The people who wanted to leave will have left already. It's fine. Yeah. So while we're talking about this and how we want to continue talking about Black Lives Matter, like the fact that women, uh, black women especially, like disproportionately, like they die during childbirth because right. doctors don't pay attention to them. They don't take what they say seriously and they get misdiagnosed or undiagnosed. There was, um, oh my God, the guy from Dawson's Creek, he married the woman from that one movie. She, he's white and she's black and they they recently had a baby and they said that they, like, they had, like, a home birth or they had a midwife because they didn't feel comfortable going to the hospital yeah, because like, she's a dark-skinned woman. Yeah, like, they literally, like, doctors, the medical field, like, they are discriminatory against black people, like, from the beginning. So, like, this is a problem that literally affects people's lives and death. So, like, don't say that feminism doesn't need to exist because that needs to exist. Like, shout out to Eddie's Million Dollar Cook-Off for sparking this conversation. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but, but, speaking of women of color... Next week, we're watching the Cheetah Girls, bitch! <gasps> Get the fuck out! I am fucking pumped! <laughs> yeah, I'm really excited. Maddie is supposed to be joining us. We'll see if she's there or not next week. That's watched, our roommate that we talked about. I watched the Cheetah Girls in high school because I was just, like, looking for something to watch, and we had that on DVD, and I watched it, and I was like, this movie was so ahead of its time. <laughs> but, uh, also, we never set our rating and ranking. Sorry, because oh, we were on the channel. I so, about that. So uh, I, I gave it, oh, go ahead. <laughs> I gave this a three out of five because the misogyny really like do- knocked it down a little bit. I put this at number 21, 17 again is above it, and Jet Jackson the movie is below it. Yeah, I also gave this a three out of five. Like I said, I love the message, but it was a little over the top. Uh, I put it at number 29, the ultimate Christmas present is below it, and Alley Cat Strike is above it. So there we go. The cheetah is next. <laughs> if you didn't like our tangent, oh well. Bye. Bad, bye. <laughs>